0: So I think that cashews are an underrated nut. I don't think people give cashews enough love. I agree with that. I just like...
1: the mixed nut can, I appreciate all of them equally.
0: Well, it depends on the, the can. I don't appreciate hazelnuts in the same way that I appreciate like a cashew or an almond or a peanut. You know what I mean? Like I could do without hazelnuts. Okay, yeah. I guess I can maybe say that I appreciate the variety, but not all of them are equally as appreciated. Yeah. Also, are you a pecan man? So the t- I was just about to bring up pecans. The texture on pecans are weird. Like, I don't know. That, I, I yeah. don't like how they feel on my teeth sometimes. I like the flavor of a pecan, but I don't like like the teeth feel of a pecan, if that makes sense. Well...
1: Yeah, because it's weird that sometimes you can get a real hard and crisp pecan, and then sometimes you get one that's just a little softer. Not like, not like concerning soft, but just a little softer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you ever like accidentally like eaten like a uh, like a mixed nut that was like not quite as fresh as it should be, and it was sour? Have you ever had that before? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I had a pistachio one time that was and it just tasted like I've been oh yeah, those are the worst. It was awful. It's awful.
1: I have also, I've learned to just not buy like the pre shelled pistachios.
0: Too, oh yeah. That just seems like a, that means you're just in them for a world of hurt. Yeah. Well, I think that like, I think that like pistachios are the only sh like shelled, like nut that is fun to like de-shell. Like, it's part of, that's part, that that's part of the process that and sunflower seeds, they're not nuts, obviously, but they're like a seed. They're like a, in that category nuts, legumes and seeds. Like a sunflower seed and a, 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 a pistachio is are part of the process. Everything else, I just want it done for me. Yeah, unless you're at which I don't. I found out they don't do this anymore. But when you're at Texas Roadhouse and they have the buckets of peanuts, you just you, shell them and throw the shells on the floor. Yep. Did you say they don't do that anymore? They don't do it anymore. I went to a Texas Roadhouse what? like a month or two ago and they didn't do it. They don't have the. I don't know. The they don't have the peanuts on the table anymore. The floors are just nutless. Woefully free of their their floors are nutless. Wow, it would really it would be shellless because the nuts are. That's true. Or what you're eating, but but I, I appreciate the joke. No eunuch floors here. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. It's weird. like I I mean I guess like it's like going to I a Mexican restaurant life. that has no chips and salsa. Yeah, like that's been part of it for so long, but then I guess like. You don't throw the chips and salsa on the ground when you're doing <laughs> it, typically. I don't know what you're talking so, about. I can see why maybe they made it might have changed the the whole vibe of yeah. it. If I worked at Texas Roadhouse, I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> That's the end of that oh. sentence. That's all. I don't know, man. But yeah, I just think like, I think like cashews, like I get, like I got a tin of, um, of mixed nuts, obviously, and I just don't, I don't, I never really think about cashews until I'm eating cashews. I was like, wow, I really like cashews. Yeah. Why don't I eat cashews more? And then uh, the last time we went to the grocery store, I was like, I'm going to get this bag of cashews. And it was a good decision because they taste delicious. Nice. I stopped buying pistachios yeah. when Aurora
1: started eating more of the bag than I did. Because mm-hmm. I'm Dude, they're selfish. They're too expensive to sh- that no, too. De- expensive definitely to bad children. children um i used yeah. to like shell and walnuts when i was a kid you know like the you know the big winter basket comes around
0: yeah yeah i was gonna say like the only time that shelling like nuts and seeds that aren't pistachios and sunflower seeds the only time i find it acceptable is at christmas and i don't know why because it's of it's the nutcracker maybe, maybe or yeah but like it's the one time of year where it's like yeah i'll fucking shell a walnut why not right. why the fuck not it's like shelling a crab it's yeah. That's weird. Too. But speaking of that, that's also shelling crabs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the thing about shelling like crabs and lobster is that like the work you put in is never worth the return. Definitely guy. not. Because I like crab and lobster, but they're not like I'd rather eat literally anything. Yes. Because whenever we went, you know what I mean? We, whenever we went to Massachusetts for
1: Carrie's dad's funeral, we went to the Cape with her brother. And I mm. got, you know, the big lobster fuck off thing and come the end her mom was like you should have got the lazy man lobster i was like yeah but that's not the experience
0: but also you but like the experience feels like it's a good idea at first and you get to the experience and it fucking sucks and then you get halfway through your meal and find out like you said you're working more than you're eating yeah, it's me- you're burning more calories than you're gaining from eating the lobster. And that's no way to eat lobster. No. Like I'd rather do the lazy. I don't fucking feel like it. It's messy. It's it's it sucks. The only time that I like like shelling a crab or a lobster is when it comes as part of like um like a boil. Like have you ever been to a restaurant where like you order like a thing and they like pour fucking potatoes and corn and crab Ooh. and shit and shrimp like all over a table. I not and like then you that. just pick it up off the table. Oh man, it's an experience. That's an experience. That's that worth sounds it. because literally, fun. it's just like they put like a, they put like coverings on the table, and then you say, okay, you, they bring you a pot of like it's like a, it's like a crawfish boil, but it's like shrimp, crab, corn, potatoes, all the stuff that you would find in a boil, like right. That. And they do it up, and then they pour it directly onto the table in front of you. There's no plates. Wow. There's no nothing, and you just you just like grab shit and eat and shell and eat and put it on like a tray off to the side, and then they'll take it away and all this other stuff. It is phenomenal Jesus.
1: yeah you ever want to go to a restaurant where you just act like a pure savage yeah of that's course, what that sounds is. like but that's to me whatsoever
0: no it's 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 perfect it's a perfect I experience think that, it's out of 10 that Would beats going to like
1: anybody. one of the hibachi steakhouses and you know
0: awkwardly making small ch- small talk with people at a table around you yeah i like a hibachi but i don't want to be i just want to watch it i don't want to like be involved like i always when you go to a hibachi grill and you like watch the show you always run the risk of the chef like involving you in the show and like doing the thing where he squirts you want i don't want to you want to catch the shrimp in your mouth and that's it, no, I don't Hell want to put the shrimp in my mouth. I just want to eat the shrimp. Yeah. Just cook the food and give it to me. And you can do your. Fa- I want you to do the fancy shit, like juggling the shit and like cracking the egg. And sh- I want you to do all that stuff, but I just right. don't want to be a part of it. I just put it on a plate and give it to me, and then I'll eat it and I'll be very happy. But I don't. That's the thing is that's why I don't go to hibachi's because I don't. I'm. I. Uh, you always hold that little bit yep. of anxiety when you go to hibachi that you're going to be involved. At least right. I do. I hate it. It's the worst. Oh, do you remember? Do you, do you remember that trend from a few years ago, the coning trend where people go to the drive-through and like order a ninety-nine cent ice cream and then grab it from the ice cream side and drive away? Yes. <laughs> I liked. The, I, I no no no. I I liked that as a prank because that one's yes. You pay for it. It's shocking, but the only one that's really embarrassed is you because you're the one with ice cream on your hand. Like all you've done right. is just like kind of like make their day, I would imagine. Because you didn't do anything to them. They didn't get messy. You did what you were supposed to do. You just grabbed it from the wrong side, and all they got was like a slight shock and then like a story yeah. for the day. So I like that. That's kind a harmless. Of pr- prank. Yeah, I love that kind of prank. I love a harmless prank. You know what's not a harmless prank? Going back to like the Christmas bucket of bucket o' nut is the you yeah. know Brazil nuts. I can't stand Brazil nuts. And the only time I eat a Brazil nut is during Christmas. Hate them. I don't know what it is. The shell, they're always the hardest ones to crack open. They're the ones that have like really dark, like almost black shell. Right. And they don't taste good. No, you kind of run the same issue there that you do with an almond. Okay, now, okay. Well, cracking open an almond sucks, but the 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 almond itself is good. Brazil nuts have no redeeming qualities, at least to me. You know, because at least when you crack an almond, like you get an almond. That's early, right. You know, but you like, still a yeah. Brazil, Brazil nut. You have a you have a difficult task, and you have to eat a Brazil. This nut. This thing that like. you don't fucking really like, anyways. <laughs> 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 they just look like little dookies, like their shell, like they the, yeah, little little turds i'm yeah. looking at a picture of them on google and they are uh, like a lighter shade of brown than i remember them being but like they're just that's kind of even more satisfying like, to look at yeah they look like little dukes like i hate it yeah you're just shelling shit oh well let me tell you You know what i what what a really underrated nut is i think come anyway <sighs> let's start the pot let's start the podcast <laughs>
1: Welcome to Adam and Sam at the disco. It is Spoopy Day in the middle of spoopy season is it is the reason for the season. And uh, you okay. know, you have got kids trick or treating, and what you what you don't want to do is forget to close the goddamn door when them weirdos are on your fucking front porch. hmm
0: I am Adam. I'm um, Sam. All you had to do was say "Happy Halloween." You know that, right? You could have just said "Happy nah. Halloween." Nah. Nah.
1: What have you known me to do anything basic like that?
0: Oh, God, which is wild because you're the most basic person I know. So it's a shame that you don't realize. I that do sometimes. have a pumpkin
1: spice latte right next to me.
0: Do you? Don't no, fucking I don't. slurp Actually, it I really directly don't. into the mic, please. Don't directly slurp it into the mic. I'll just blow bubbles. No. Or latte Flavor blowing bubbles. No. Um, I actually have a Modelo
1: because I fucked up. Um, a a a a what? A Modelo Especial.
0: Oh, wow. That's even worse.
1: That did make it a little worse. A Modelo. Why are a you modelo. saying that? Kind of, it's, it's modelo Especial. Modelo that's how especial. you fucking say it. Um, but I fucked up because... I know, real shocker there. Um, Yeah, that's why I was quiet. I was just letting you let you tell me. A Modelo and... (laughs) You keep saying that word. I was going to grab something for Carrie. Um, So what I did was reach down to the bottom shelf and got the big Modelo in the bottle. And then when I got back up, you know, full-mast... Um, grabbed a can of Modelo Mm -hmm. instead of literally anything for Carrie. I was just stuck in my own realm, apparently. (laughs) Because then I got back home and I was like, that's weird. I didn't buy a can of this. I bought the big bottle. So Carrie's not drinking anything related to she does not. She's not a fan of good beer like Modelo.
0: Mm-hmm. I do like a. I do like a, a Modelo. I yeah. Do.
1: It is my uh, my go to. You know, Pilsner. Basically, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna buy a Bud Light if I don't have to. Right that's not a political statement either um although i will
0: say i'm not like that's not a political statement i'm not talking dylan mulvaney is fine in my book it's just i don't like bud light it is i will say i respect bud light for the for the promotions but it is still like piss water yeah it's not good like if i'm I'm gonna drink a light beer i'm gonna pull up a coors i'm kidding i don't give a fuck i don't drink (sighs) that beer (laughs) No, that's not true. Rainier is a local like Pacific Northwest version of it. Sure. Love Rainier. Love a PBR.
1: All right. Love See, a PBR. I've not had a PBR in fucking God knows how long.
0: Oh, my God. You're missing
1: out. Oh my guy. PBR is good. Well, the good thing about the only good thing about where I live in Kansas is Wichita has several...
0: Um, microbreweries and then sure the you like town namby pamby microbreweries yep just knock back a pbr sometimes sometimes you just need you just need to knock out the fancy and just knock back a pbr <laughs> it's
1: been a while though since we like went it's been a while it's been a while since we <laughs> went hard and heavy on like craft beers um they just like I don't know like they fuck with my acid reflux as as an mm. old man statement could ever be um but there's something about like two cans of that kind of shit that's like i'm choking it down at that point
0: mm. um i um i do like the. i do like like craft beer and like actual like good beer sometimes most of the time yeah. there's this the one thing that i was afraid to was like, uh, I unfortunately had to leave behind in Washington. Was this um brewing company called Icicle Brewing Company, Ooh. and they have a beer called uh Dark Persuasion, which is a German chocolate cake ale. It is so go. fucking good. And um, um, I uh, the first time I ever had it was at a beer festival the first year I moved to Seattle. And sure. I went up, I grabbed a, they had like the, to the, 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 you know, the sampler cup of it. And I got a sampler cup and they gave us an Oreo and said, yeah. try this. So we dipped the Oreo in the beer Ooh. and it was delicious. Oh, that sounds good as hell.
1: Yeah,
0: it was really good.
1: I had a good, uh, chocolate cake beer once like uh chocolate nose, like a chocolate cake milkshake beer. And I popped that bitch in the freezer for like five minutes and I think Carrie was out of town and the kids were gone, and I just drank that bitch in the shower. (laughs) And it was a very pleasing experience. That beer tastes so good. But sadly, you know, hot shower uh definitely makes other liquid about room temperature and you know, five minutes flat. So the second it touched room temp it was a little uh a little nasty. A little little too much milk in that beer.
0: A little too nasty.
1: nasty. Like the warm dairy.
0: I get it. Milk was a bad choice. I understand.
1: Milk was a bad choice. Um, in Seattle, did you ever try Elysian beers?
0: Oh yeah, of course. You couldn't yeah. go you couldn't fucking you couldn't fucking take a breath without buying <laughs> Elysian beer, dude. It's <laughs> everywhere.
1: Yeah. We had bought some in Oklahoma City of all places, and then I looked it up. I was like, what the fuck? Seattle, that's weird.
0: Mm-hmm. It was very popular. It's um most of their beers are pale ales, and so I don't like right.
1: Elysian. Yeah.
0: I can't do it, I can't really do IPAs. I can't do pale ales. The, the the hoppiness is just like tastes like soap to me. I can't do it. Yeah.
1: We used to we used to do the IPAs um kind of like right before COVID hit, we did the breweries around here quite a bit. And then a couple weeks ago, we went to a event just the town over. We got tickets from work called, uh, like, Haas of Brews for their Oktoberfest. Mm. They didn't do anything Oktoberfesty. y Like, fucking, I'm not even gonna. I think the best they had was a beer rock, kind of on their fucking catered-in bullshit. Um, but all the local breweries got together, and then... So there's, like, five or six of them, I think, that only went to this one. And they're serving, like, quarter to half pours. So we just posted Hmm. up right by the one that I like the most. So I could just walk right back over there. (laughs) Like we were like three
0: feet away. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of Oktoberfest. Yeah. When would you consider an acceptable range to have an Oktoberfest event? Um, not September. Okay. Thank you. The art Institute in this town, had their uh, Oktoberfest from September 18th through 24th. What? Yeah, so the Oktoberfest is not even in October. No,
1: it's Septemberfest at that point.
0: Yeah. But I think there is like...
1: Well, I guess looking it up, it says Oktoberfest in Munich is from September 16th to Tuesday, October 3rd.
0: Right. But like, well, okay. At least it's in October, though. Yeah, yeah, it trickles into it. Well I guess well then I guess let me ask the question because if if that makes sense, like I guess we're thinking a bit too directly. Could it be it's meant to celebrate the coming of October the coming of as October. opposed to being in October. That would The make coming sense. of October. Yes, the ending of October, October. <laughs> The gooning of October.
1: <laughs> the pegging of October.
0: <laughs> um maybe that's looking, the, I don't know. I might yeah, look it up
1: here they've got you know us dumb midwesterners who also clearly take it literally are doing a lot in like the middle of october sure so
0: um yeah who can say man who can say um but yeah it's 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 halloween today yeah uh spooky season's here well it's here it's come it's almost gone um yeah it has and now it's time for the christmas Stuff to pop in, which is great thematically for us because it's both today. Um, technically, this one is about Halloween, but the whole thing is about Halloween and Christmas. But I mean, where depending on where you are, they might have even had the audacity to start putting up Christmas shit before Halloween even happened. So I don't know, that could be it. But you know, we're we've got this is the last real day that people are gonna like pretend that Christmas isn't on the way, right? And so We should hang on to that as best we can. I love Christmas. I do love Christmas as a season, but like I wish people would respect Halloween more. That's all
1: right. Like Halloween literally gets to live, you know, socially acceptably for 31 days. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas gets fucking the remainder of the year into like February.
0: Right. Yeah. People still listen to Christmas music and have their decorations up until February. I have my fucking decorations up one year until April because sometimes <laughs> you just don't want to take what shit I mean. down. Well, it's when I lived with my friend, Justin, and we just, neither of us cared about shit because sure. we were younger and fucking lazy and high all the time. So I mean, that's right. what it was. Um, so well, me, that's what that is. You want me to hit you with but, a scary take?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. A scary take unrelated to Halloween. Yeah. Based off well, of my musical day that I've had the day.
0: Okay. Well, I know you didn't listen. I don't know how, but they found me. I know, but I, oh, but I did. Did you? Yes. And Uh let me Uh tell you, am I about to kick you off this fucking podcast? This podcast is probably over. We haven't even gotten to fuck. We haven't even gotten to fucking (coughs) season four yet. (laughs) The last good album. Um, I do prefer a, a factual statement,
1: but I don't know. I think the numbers say, um, I do prefer Nate Reyes' grand romantic. Why did you? Why to, did, you why did say I say it? That? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're you know here's your behind the curtain. We're literally recording this a day apart from the last episode. So fucking idiot! I even made sure to type it correctly earlier. Jeez. That's how much I like it. I can't even say his name you right.
0: You said it. You said it like you were throwing up. Nate. <laughs> 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 Nate, <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Nate. No, you're saying Bruce. that you like Grand Romantic more than you like I don't know how. Yeah, I do I did like that album more than I've liked Rasputez. Okay, but how did you like like in its own world, how did you like Rasputez?
1: I liked Rasputez a lot. Um I th- I like his music style, and I like how almost in like the Panic of the Disco sense, not every song felt the same. Yeah, absolutely. like what was it called? Because um, it almost had a you know a song that would hit me emotionally. You know, need you here, mm-hmm. and then when you find out that it's his daughter, you're like, holy shit! Yeah. Like that that song the was really good. the recording, at yeah. Point, so, yeah. Um, but. It's it's weird to me that, in one way or another, like he sounds very jack whitey, okay, like
0: i can yeah and, I can hear that it, kind of and
1: it's so. not a complaint, but it just kinda at times that was where my hang up was, like this is you wanna it's not the sound that I was expecting
0: from his voice to be Jack White, okay, yeah, I can see that I think Jack White has more like weirdly enough i like i like the first thing that popped my head was icky thump i feel like i feel like nate has more of like a jack white quality to me
1: in in some ways i mean you know kind of like last night where we said the two you know like the two together are complementary between Brendan and nate and i feel like this could almost be on that same spec like it was so weird listening to one after the other
0: yeah well i want you to like i want to listen to icky thump and then listen to aha oh yeah all right right? Like I, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I love I do A-ha. That A-ha, AHA is a great intro track. So much track. fun. Such a great intro track and that little like slow, slow interlude part in the middle of it where he's yes. like, talking about talking to his mom and stuff. Ugh. Ugh. I did not
1: expect to love that album as much as I did. Like I said, like last night, you know, I saved it. I just downloaded it all to my phone mm-hmm. and then it got through to the end of the day and everybody left and I was like, Oh, this is a 45 minute album. That's pretty. All right. And then just yeah. jammed right through it. Rasmataz itself is like 37 minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: And of know. course the it's, weird, the weird Beck moments, which is yeah, great.
1: Very good. Very, just very great random. Um, yeah. There's a lot. And I, I didn't watch tracks because I was also taking stuff apart at work and like like, mm-hmm. Ten feet away from my phone. But but there wasn't anyone on there where I was like, I don't like this song. Yeah. You know, like
0: I fuck also I fucking love Great Big Storm, by the way. Great Big Storm is like one of my favorite album or songs on the album. Yeah. That's bridge kind of, to the, I can't stand myself. I yeah. fucking love that. There
1: were a lot on that album that I went back to after I listened. hmm Cause yeah. damn. It is yeah. so good.
0: Moment um, is such as emotional. Mo- Heart, Moments the one light. that fucking got me. Yeah.
1: And then yeah, followed right by um it only, it gets, only gets much worse. And I yes. was like, motherfucker, Ugh. cool. A good twofer of crying at work. I'm like, son of a bitch. And which, you know, again, everybody was gone. I'm not gonna I can't feel shame by this. It's just like this is not the place I want to do this. Yeah. But um yeah, like I said, you know, might have been the hot take just for the sh- just for the sake of this podcast because I know that we've been wanting me to listen to this album forever and the obvious influence between Dal and Weeks and Panic at the Disco, but mm-hmm. it's just not what I thought it would be, and that's not a diss to it. Just probably if I would have listened to it on a day by itself, I bet I would have dug it a lot more. Mm-hmm. If I had not, it. if I had not followed that experience with the one that I had, I would have been like, "Great, this is great. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll listen to it again." I I think I yeah.
0: I enter- it deserves another like shot, like independent of other things. I think yeah. it's really, it, I think it's a really great album. Unlike Nate, though, he's announced a new album that's coming soon. Really, Dallin? Yeah, a new IDK, IDK How album's coming. Soon. Wow. So, yeah. Excited about that.
1: Yeah, I know that we've talked about doing an episode about this album, and I, I feel like we, we probably should. I feel like we definitely yeah. should.
0: I would love to do an, an episode about this, about that album. I would love to do an album about Grand Romantic. I'd love to do a fun album. Like I'd love to do a bunch of adjacent stuff, you know, but we can discuss that later. Yeah. Speaking of um, Nate Roos and also Panic at the Disco, it does only get much worse. So yes. let's <laughs> let's move on to the topic of discussion for today, um, which is uh, the cover of This is Halloween. From the 2006 re-release of The Nightmare Before Christmas. A tree, a tree, a tree, the gonna die and a town, in town of I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth grow sharp and eyes grow red.
1: I am the one hiding under your stairs. like snakes and spiders in my head. This is Halloween,
0: this is Halloween. <laughs> so the first thing that I'd like to discuss is that, um, this is not the only, like, cover of a song from an artist on this album. So there are five covers, including yes. Panic! at the Disco's rendition of This Is Halloween. And so I, I know what you're going to say. Do not butt in until I'm done, because I'm going to get there. Number one, we have Sally's Song by Fiona Apple. Um, we have What's This by Fall Out Boy, which is great. I love the What's This cover, we have um, the... Wait, hold on. I'm, on. I'm in the wrong place. Because the What's This link takes you to the cover album. We have Kidnap of the Sandy Claws by She Wants Revenge. We have, of course, that This is Halloween by Panic! at the Disco. And then we have This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. Yep. And I'd like to preface this by saying Marilyn Manson is a fucking scuzz. I don't... Yes. I don't want to... Let it be misconstrued that we're here celebrating Marilyn Manson. Fuck Marilyn Manson, first of all. But I think within the context of this song and this album and these tracks, we do have to discuss the fact that the Panic! at the Disco cover of This Is Halloween is at best, at best, boring as fuck. Yes. Meanwhile, the Marilyn Manson cover of This Is Halloween is fucking cool. It's fucking cool. Like,
1: if I think of the two versions of this song that you would hear at even a children's um haunted house, it's still not yeah. gonna be the
0: panic at the disco one that they play. No. <laughs> like, well I do kind of I do kind of love to because this was done when Panic at the disco was still relatively new. Yeah. So it's it's almost like they <laughs> what I think happened what i think happened is that whoever did this asked Marilyn Manson and Fiona Apple she wants revenge and Fallout boy to do covers right and then uncle Pete was like hey what about our new guys Panic at the Disco can they do a cover and then Danny Elfman or Disney or whoever made decided to do this was just like Yeah, they can have this as Halloween too, I guess. And they put them last. They didn't. They it was just like this whole thing. So I think it was legitimately an afterthought. Them doing this song.
1: Well, you know the interesting part even about this here is they did Nightmare Revisited in two thousand eight. Yes. So re-released some of these versions, and Mm -hmm. they actually play that one through more. Um, chronological order of the music from the movie mm-hmm. with a new artist for every fucking song. Mm-hmm. So not but because they had five,
0: they, right? They, well, they still had Marilyn Manson's "This Is Halloween." All American Rejects did Jack's Lament. Flyleaf was on there doing "What's This," so they didn't bring Fall Out Boy back. They did Flyleaf for that one, right? um uh, Polyphonic Spree was doing the, did the Town Meaning song. They had the vitamin string quartet doing the Jack and Sally montage corn. Let me tell you, the Sandy Claus
1: that I am not a big corn fan.
0: I fucking a great love of, their version of that yeah, song. It's great.
1: It is Friday so Guess fun. Is on
0: there. The, the one on there that really fucking tickled my, my butthole. Can I, if I can be so frank, they got Rodrigo and Gabriella to do Oogie Boogie's song. Yeah. I fucking love. Have you ever listened to Rodrigo and Gabriela? I've not. It is instrumental music. Nice. That is done with these two people just playing guitar. It's all guitar, acoustic all right. guitar, and they do fucking like the the fucking taps to do percussion and like all. It is some of the most impressive guitar playing I've ever heard, and it's so good, and that's such a great cover. Sure. Um, but yeah, playing White Teaser on there. Um, Amy Lee. Amy Lee does the Sally song. So really, Marilyn Manson was the only one from the 2006 re-release that they brought back to do their version of the song. Which I, I don't mean, even think they had him recorded. I think it's probably just the same song. They just probably just the there. same one. Yeah, I bet. Looking back, they're like we fucked up. Yeah, yeah we yeah. fucked up bad. But, but I really like Fall Out Boy's cover of "What's This," by the way. I think they're, it's is exciting.
1: I like. Yes, it. yes. But I like their version of these compared to. Um, I'm not a fan of the All-American Rejects ver- version of Jack's Lament. Mm. Jack's Lament is just, like, his voice is too whiny. And I get, you know, Jack's lamenting, Jack's whining, essentially, but it... <laughs> his voice, Danny Elfman's voice is just so much better for that. It's so, like, it's so weird. Because I, I am a big...
0: Yeah. I am a big Nightmare Before Christmas fan. Love Nightmare. For, Nightmare Before Christmas is such a great movie.
1: I literally like my first tattoo. It looks so stupid and it's so stupid now in retrospect. <laughs> my first tattoo is down my spine spelling you must be double dead. Which is what oh, Oogie Boogie yells at yeah. Jack Oogie whenever Boogie. he Mr. Oogie Boogie man. Um you know after he thinks that he kills Jack and obviously didn't so when he tries to kill him again he yells you must be double dead
0: Yeah, Yeah. but
1: yeah it's down the entirety of my spine Uh, like I said first tattoo and at that point I probably weighed mm, 140 145 pounds sure so that shit was just right on bone well
0: you looked double dead back then too
1: I did it's so weird (laughs) seeing pictures you know
0: when I looked at an unhealthy weight (laughs) You looked like like in the in the meanest way possible, Adam, you looked like you were addled with addled by meth and heroin. I looked like Jack fucking Skellington. You did. You did. But yeah, oh yeah, there's
1: a lot of pictures that have been popping up lately on like Facebook memories and it's like you Yeah, like you said, I just look like a fucking crackhead. Like eyes are gaunt, cheekbones are piercing even glass. Just bad. Really bad. But I, and um, there's, you know, there's times when you always look back and you're like, man, I'd like to have that body again. And it's like, no, I wouldn't.
0: No, you wouldn't. No, that's a bad body. Don't like that body. Respect who you are now.
1: Yes, I do. I have more. And I'm uh, not,
0: and I'm not, I'm not one to body shame anybody. You know, people, people go through what they go through and like they look how they look. And I'm not here to do that for anybody except Adam.
1: And I'm in agreement.
0: Right. And it's so, very, very that, scary have his permission um this is gonna be a weird one i think as far as like analysis goes because i don't know that we're gonna analyze fucking this is halloween no i don't know that there's i don't know that that's something that we're gonna go through like verse by verse word by word to like well, talk about what the words mean because it's not that kind right. of song
1: we'll find more analyzation in um more analyses <laughs> in uh into the unknown <laughs> you know like we won't even the greatest showman does not have much depth to it yeah once we get there yeah.
0: remember when you forgot that both of those covers existed and i had to yeah remind you? fucking jesus christ speaking of speaking of and listen i'm listen somebody somebody might have might fight me about this somebody into the unknown really cool cover i do actually like into the unknown Yeah. greatest showman not good cover not a good cover not, not a good really cover.
1: No, and oh, okay. I'm, and I will make myself sound immediately biased because I was not the slut for that movie that a lot of my friends were, mm-hmm. and you know, being big boom like big choir kid, musical yeah. kid. I mean, it yeah, yeah. just it did not tickle any fancy for me. But mm-hmm. I also didn't really dig La La Land either.
0: You're a fucking son of a fuck, dude. There you go. Oh my god. Well, number one, La La Land is incredible. La La Land was the first movie I went to go see with my best friend. Nice. Yeah. That was one of like the first things we like ever did when we hung out I was go see La La Land. So yeah. I would great movie. I would watch La La
1: Land over Greatest
0: Showman again. Also, anyway, um also really love Greatest Showman. I think I like La La Land better. I agree with that. But I do love Greatest Showman. So on the other token, love Greatest Showman. Don't like the cover. Don't like the no. Brennan cover of that. Not good. No. Um,
1: I really like that jump- Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman song.
0: It's a great version. It's a great. Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. But jumping back to another cover that is not good is This is Halloween. And this is rolling again. Like Correct. I said, this is rolling its back. I think that Uncle Pete dragged Panic at the Disco along onto this. I think they they stipulated in their contracts like if, you, if Panic at the Disco can't do a cover, we're not doing a cover. And at that sure. time, Fall Out Boy was huge, and so they're just like, "Fuck, we want Fall Out Boy on this." Okay, I guess. And so they gave Panic at the Disco this is Halloween and shoved it at the end of the album. This is fresh well, face. This is 2006. This is this is like their this is their first cover they've ever done post right. Fever. Um, so that's important to be to for know. Disney for Disney. This is post fever, pre breakup for Disney. Yeah. And so, so you can understand where they're at as far as their, you know, journey goes. Um, and yeah, the, I think the greatest sin, because this is Halloween, great song, great yeah. song, great, great opener for that movie.
1: It's a great, it, uh,
0: yeah, I just it uh, matches none of what? that
1: It does not yeah. match the context of of the film whatsoever,
0: like well, okay here yeah. here is here's what here's what I'll say about it because you like you think this is this is this is bad. you think the sin of this song is that it's 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 very bad, whereas yeah. I think the sin of it is that it's very boring. I don't think construction wise like if we're just looking at it as a song and not thinking about it in the context of what it is. Right. It's not a bad song. It's not a poorly constructed song at all. It's just fucking boring, especially when you compare it to the Marilyn Manson version that exists fucking yes. four songs ahead of it. Yeah. It doesn't do anything were, interesting. Right. That version just looms over this one. Yeah.
1: And kind of like yeah, fucking it eats it for lunch.
0: Like they should have given, if they were going to, they, they should have given Panic like a different song on the album. Like they should have given them Jack's Lament or something that wasn't covered in this because it was always going to be compared to the Marilyn Manson version. But because of how fucking you'd
1: have to give them like making Christmas or like a Jack's obsession, like something that is actually fun vocally. And like you said that nobody else had covered at that point, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because at least those songs are also
0: active. Yeah. Yeah. Because like these guys were like these guys were like their first album had just come out and like they were they were their whole thing was fucking high energy Yes like fucking big theatricality sl- like, big big theatrics that kind of stuff and you give them this is Halloween, one of the slower songs in the album and then they and then they don't do anything interesting with it.
1: No. It's just I'm so like- weird. Because like go ahead. Go ahead. Well, they had an opportunity and it's, they kind of squandered it. They didn't like, they didn't send it (laughs) as the kids would say. This is just, I don't know. This is low effort covered.
0: It's like a quarter send. Yeah. It's not even a half send. It's a
1: quarter send. Well, have you seen the quotes down here? I have not. On the genius page
0: yeah shall we read some read some quotes
1: yeah let's look at this real quick so spencer smith told our buddies the alternative press uh not james Montgomery, which we're sad that he's no longer with us in the show <laughs> i had to
0: clarify he's he is, probably he still he alive clarify, he's not dead <laughs> it's just that he's not he hasn't been a fixture on the show in a while yeah
1: um we're do you huge- want to like
0: tag like do it really quick do you want to you want to tackle this uh Halfway because I think we should read the 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 whole of it for context. Yeah. So you read the first part up to the first quote, and then I'll read the second part.
1: Are you looking at the Rob Mathis part?
0: Uh, no. I'm I'm starting at the for the 2006 re-release part. So you read that and the first quote, and then I'll read the second part about Rob Mathis. Gotcha. All right.
1: So from the 2006 (laughs) re-release, we read a lot of this already. Just now, it's in context. Um. 2006 re-release of The Nightmare Before Christmas in Disney Digital 3D. The soundtrack was also reissued with five new covers of the songs by popular artists, alongside Panic! at the Disco's cover of (laughs) This Is Halloween. The disc also featured Fiona Apple, Marilyn Manson, She Wants Revenge, and label mates, Fallout Boy, Big Daddy Pete, like he said. Mm -hmm. Panic! at the Disco Band of the Disco frequently mentioned the films of Tim Burton and the scores of composer Danny Elfman, who's sometimes also problematic, as being sources of inspiration for their music. On the decision to cover a song for the movie, drummer Spencer Smith told Alternative Press in 2006, we're huge fans of Danny Elfman's scores, and we weren't planning on doing any new recording because we were on tour, but when that opportunity happened, we couldn't
0: pass it up. Don't, it don't uh Johnny Depp Marilyn Manson and Danny Elfman like do music together
1: um actually yeah they kind of do I feel well I feel like Johnny Depp has a band right yeah I I know he plays guitar and I think I think Johnny Depp has popped up at several Marilyn Manson shows Mm -hmm. I don't know if they exclusively have like made a song
0: together but they're like bros
1: yeah they're they're fucking weird (laughs)
0: problematic trium the triumvirate uh problematic goth dudes old goth dudes
1: yeah (laughs) can i i don't don't, let me continue this slander real quick because i almost feel bad to even say it first time i saw marilyn manson without makeup pretty all right looking guy sure and i would like to not age in the same fashion this man has sure Because on top of losing any actual, I don't know, it's not like I ever respected Marilyn Manson, so let's not put it that far, but definitely losing, like, the feelings of kindness for the man of Marilyn Manson and fucking, you know, what's his, Kurt Warner.
0: Kurt Warner?
1: Please tell me. The football player? (laughs) What's
0: his... Warner, Warner something. Warner. Warner Herzog? Warner Herzog? We would like to see the baby. I'd like to see the baby.
1: Brian you Hugh mean- Warner. Who? Brian Hugh Warner, known know professionally as Marilyn oh, Manson. Oh,
0: that's his, 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 his shoot name. Let's go ahead and fuck with him a little bit and say
1: that's Marilyn Manson's biblical name. Sure.
0: Love that for him the man uh, did not yeah. go well no he's not a good person um anyway the song was the first time the band worked with producer rob mathis wow oh Who wow. Went on to produce panic's sophomore album pretty odd mathis spoke to eq magazine about his experience co-producing this is halloween um ryan and brendan had done a workup of the song this Is halloween with guitar and vocals and my manager has suggested to ryan that he work with me as i could orchestrate the song straight down the elfman route which was a mistake um because it yes. just sounds the same. I got the demo and I was delighted. they totally gone for it, recording all kinds of crazy vocal parts. No, they did not. Ryan and I traded emails and I told him I was just going to go nuts on it, write a full orchestral score to match their tracks. I scored these strange licks for the contrabassoon and bass clarinet, the kind of parts most pop bands would kind of dismiss and instead asked me to bring up the guitars in that section. But Ryan was like, let's take the guitars out of there and bring the woodwinds up. He was really into it, which, is, which led to a very boring song. They should have turned up the guitars. I'm a big fan of like of like pop bands leading into things that aren't traditionally heard in pop music. This was no. not the time to do that. No, you needed to boost the guitars and turn. This is not follow contra- that rap Contra bassoon. No, you needed to fucking get that out of there because it just sounds like, yeah. Oh God. It just sounds like a like song. Yeah, no, right. Right. I
1: get that. They really liked Danny Elfman as a composer, but it's okay to do your own thing. You did not have to like follow that route.
0: Yeah. You could have, you could have done something different. Because if you listen to them or compare them, you compare the original to the Panic of the Disco version. And it is very, like the orchestral, like it is gussied up a little bit. Like it's, it's a little bit more like orchestral than the original version is. Right. But then, like, I don't know. It's not doing, um, it's just not doing anything special. like Because, again, you've gussied up the orchestration a little bit, but it just sounds like the orchestration just louder almost. Right. And then you're not... Like, they're talking about all these crazy vocal parts, and there's not any. You're not doing anything with Brendan's voice no. in this song.
1: And they're definitely not matching the characters of the movie. It's not... It's boring. It is. It's just unfortunate like I just, how boring it is. I cannot fucking fathom the difference between knowing that they would choose to cover this song twice. I think that's kind of what's throwing me a little bit and, and how I, you know, sure you have two separate artists, but it's weird that you would orchestrate them so differently. It's like, you really just set one up for failure by giving them a producer that said, yeah, let's stay closer to the film. And then giving Marilyn Manson carte blanche to just kind of like fucking
0: Marilyn Mansonify the song. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering too, I'm wondering like where the decision came from. Cause do you like, I like the way that I look at it, it could either be number one, genuinely, they just wanted to do a Danny Elfman ass song. Right. Number one, that could always be a possibility. Number two is that, um, they were told that they couldn't do something crazy because they didn't trust them yet because they were only there because uncle Pete said so or three, they were given carte blanche and they were too scared to do something different because they were still new.
1: Well, it seems like kind of Rob Mathis chose to even take this route himself.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it's in the club. Well, like, he is, could like, orchestrate. It, like I, I don't know if there's even any more push. I think it's like you said. Like I think they just. Excuse me. I think they just wanted to do a Danny Elfman song.
0: Well, but, that's what I'm saying, though. I, I think like that could be true, and I'm I'm inclined to believe that that's true. But I'm saying, if they were like, if it was either of the other options where they kind of come out across looking like idiots a little bit, where they just didn't right. do what they were supposed to, or they come across looking like rookies that the label didn't trust to do anything fancy. I can imagine that like the producer and the people who talked about it would say, Oh yeah, it was intentional. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, they just say it because they didn't want to embarrass themselves or something like that. Like yeah. I said, I'm inclined to like, I'm not creating a new conspiracy theory. here. I'm inclined to believe that what they say is true. They just wanted to make a fucking Danny Elfman song because they were influenced by him. But look, you know, they, they were heavy in their ride and relationship.
1: They wanted to choose the safest path that they could go on. I know what you're saying. Yep, that's what I'm saying, alright. We're not building a new conspiracy, we're just gonna write (laughs) off the old one. Yeah, it's very weird, like, I I get everything you're saying, it's just weird that this this (laughs) boring cover would be the route that would be chosen to walk down, knowing... Like we said, like knowing what Panic! at the Disco can do, even at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because that's why, again, that's like you, why have, I, you have the entirety of Fever to compare this to, and it's just like, this is not anywhere close to what they're capable of, even yeah. now, you know, let alone what happens later. So it's just like, I don't know. I would almost prefer fucking, right. that's weird. and this right. is going to be like a fucking wild thing to say, but I'd almost prefer fucking um, white children playing Brendan on this song sure because at least like that would be like i do like, yeah i don't produced, disagree but it would sound different than than the the song yeah um should we hit the credits real quick since we've really talked about it <laughs> i mean yeah well the credits aren't really anything because the credits are and we know that um we know that uh, uh from the quotes that we read that um that fucking what's his name i already forgot his name where's the quote um Rob Mathis, sorry, was the one who produced the track. Um, but of course, it was pro- it was also produced... Rob Mathis? Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I just said that. You're delayed again. Um, but it was also produced by Danny Elfman because, of course, it's Danny Elfman's song. It was also written by Danny Elfman because, of course, it's Danny Elfman's song. And that's really all it is. It's a cover of the This Is Halloween by the Citizens of Halloween, um, which is the song from the original movie. Um, right. And... For once, it's not translated into Portuguese. Um, It is translating translated into um, is that what the fucking language of the Netherlands is called? Nederlandsie vertaling. I don't. I don't. That is the. Now I need to look it up because that is that is something I didn't. Let me Google what is is Nederlandsie vertaling. Uh, well while you figure that out it doesn't help me either. I'm going to peg the I'm tags. I'm just going to assume quick. it's the language of the Netherlands are, which would make sense to me. It's got to be. Yeah, talk Weird.
1: About tags. Tags are rock, cover, soundtrack, yeah.
0: halloween, disney. Just regular ass disney. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I do love that one of the <laughs> one of the genius comments is just this isn't panic at the disco. And weirdly enough, and I'm inclined got, to agree about it. They got negative voted. It did get negative, voted. I'm inclined to agree with that. It is seven times. I'm going to thumbs it up. Now it's negative six because of me. Yeah. Oh, it makes me want to make an account. I don't want to do that. I made an account to like change one I'll lyric do. on one Panic of the Disco song, like one word, because I looked it up on the fucking sure. one of the times we like looked on the vinyl cover for the actual words. But, but yeah, that's kind of the song. Like I said, it's not really like, like the song itself, like I said, great song um it's just it's like an establishing song to talk about like like this is the town of Halloween and and scary things happen here pumpkins are screaming and 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 the neighbors die of fright and teeth and sharp and red eyes and spiders yeah. and thing under yeah, your bed just a, a pumpkin king skeleton jack's going to get you and make you scream like it's just like it's like set up for like what it is um right which and i love i do love that i do love that this song the beginning of this movie is set up like this is the first thing you see in the movie right with like the dun dun yeah. dun dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. you get like the scarecrow with the pumpkin yeah head and it's spooky and the song is spooky and the song is scary and then the first thing that happens after the song ends is you're immediately disarmed by how mundane yeah. everything is The mayor is like, oh no, it's three hundred and sixty-four days. Like, it's 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 just like it's just you are immediately like taken aback by how like normal everybody is like relatively to what's going on. This is just their show. This is just what they yeah. This is what they do. It's Halloween, so they have to do it up, and now they're going back to their normal lives. It's just like
1: (laughs) well, I I guess let me think real quick. What you see before this, and you hear, Santa Claus, um narrating in the forest right mm-hmm. and then it like swirls around the timber mm-hmm. and you see like thanksgiving land yeah. tree and then like and zooms easter in, tree and, it and then yeah the, and the, and the then it Halloween pulls gear. right in right That's, where this starts yeah she's
0: yeah. just like what the fuck is this and it's just like oh they're just kind of townspeople and i think a lot of the the conflict of this movie could have been solved if they just got jackson fucking xanax you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great great movie it's a great it's a great like halloween movie to watch it's a great christmas movie to watch it's like on rotation for both for both seasons for me
1: right we would basically watch it around
0: christmas i mean it's kind of what we do and it's so mm-hmm. short it's like an hour and 20 minutes if that oh well that's man i fucking miss those days when like movies could tell a complete competent satisfying story right like an hour and 20 minutes and then you
1: take in the max. fact of like how fucking much effort it actually went into putting this movie physically yeah. together
0: yeah fucking all the stop motion and shit it's just crazy
1: a friend of mine does not like this movie and i'm gonna call him a Maybe. dumb bitch sure because i have before over this opinion he thinks this movie is like too gothic and you know, I I bet like hot topic scenifying this movie mm-hmm. has not helped.
0: No, it's probably not done a lot of good to the people who already didn't like it and I, or were lukewarm on it. And
1: I would, sure. you know, kinda like when we did come on, it's it's hard mm-hmm. to imagine that a lot of our listeners have not seen this movie. Which is one reason why it's so easy to not like mm. dive into lyrics.
0: Um, my recommendation for you is to just listen to the original and not bother with this. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, that's good. You've heard the theory too, about like how, um, how Corpse Bride, Frank and Weenie and Nightmare Before Christmas are a, like a trilogy of movies. Sure. Yeah. Where the guy from Corpse Bride slowly becomes the Jack. Jack yeah. And stuff. Yeah.
1: And, you know, of course the pup just turns like right Frank into and zero. Frank and
0: Weenie is zero. Yeah. yeah. The dog turns into Frank and Weenie turns into...
1: Well, and it's okay. I think it's fun to listen to the uh, the actual reading that's on one of these DVDs. It might be one of the you know the 2006 re-release, even though I don't have it in 3D <laughs> of uh, sure. Christopher Lee reading Tim Burton's Ooh. actual Nightmare Before Christmas poem. Ooh, because that's all it was. Like this, okay. this is Henry Selleck's movie, but based off, um tim burton's poem and of course tim burton's like executive producer and writer but i mean henry selick's director and i think probably co-writer on here i'm not but it's it's not Not sure it's tim burton's nightmare before christmas directed by henry selick
0: yeah directed by henry selick screenplay by carolyn thompson adaptation by michael McDowell, story by tim burton produced by tim burton and denise denovi don't know who that is no so no he was not a producer. He just directed it.
1: And then, you know, Henry Selleck to go on and direct Coraline and James and the giant peach.
0: Yes. So Coraline and James of the giant peach are, peach are both phenomenal movies.
1: Yes. Coraline is a pretty he did, he did, Halloween movie.
0: Yeah. He did a uh, uh, monkey bone too.
1: That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking what a clusterfuck that movie is.
0: Yeah. He wrote Coraline. Which he did not. He did not do any writing on Nightmare, James and the Giant Peach, or Monkey Bone. But he wrote Coraline and Wendell and Wilde, which I
1: well, seen. all right. He wrote the adaptation for Coraline,
0: right? The book. I know it was a book. Again, I love the book. I understand,
1: but you know, he wrote. So, he wrote the screenplay to fit Neil your King argument. Book to fit your you know statement. There, nobody came through and on that fucking movie put Neil
0: Gaiman's Coraline, right? Like, it's also. It's Neil Gaiman.
1: You know and what? I know
0: that feels weird to say because it's Gaiman, but it's Neil Gaiman. <laughs> please, get, please please, correct. Please say it. Neil correct. Byman. Neil Byman. Neil, Neil Padman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also Neil Gaiman, also. Lots of phenomenal books and adaptations. Most yeah. of Neil Gaiman's adaptations are actually very good. American Gods is kind of weird. American Gods like Coraline really weird. is weird.
1: Especially knowing that uh, they canceled the show
0: good yeah good omens has been really good good
1: omens was good um
0: which which was uh which was a collaboration between him and terry pratchett
1: R. A. P. terry pratchett
0: yeah. um have you seen the sandman the I, Netflix we one did yet? watch
1: the sandman and oh, let me tell you the so sandman good. is a beautiful man
0: he is a beautiful man he gets fucking cheekbones like a cut glass tell
1: you fucking gwendolyn christie and they're just being a big tall mm-hmm. beauty
0: yeah lots of beautiful people on that show yeah um probably by design, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really, that's really all there is. Like I said, we're not going to analyze the song because it's a Halloween song. This is Halloween. That's all. Yes. Um, it's a great song, but this is just not, um, it's just not it.
1: I let's, uh, let's revert over to our interactions. Okay. Where now that today turn off the lights has released,
0: Yep. Have you anything new? Or I have
1: the singular dumb vote.
0: Yeah, that's Aaron.
1: And for th- sure. that's that's our that's fourth favorite listener, Aaron Hueywell. And then fourth. I did gain <laughs> a vote on "I Want to Be Free." Did you? So we are now two and two, which means did somebody just, has definitely tapped my laptop to make the votes even. Sure. Or just like you they are equally fans of nickelback
0: (laughs) i'm hoping that's what it is people that said i was dumb hate nickelback and the ones that said you're dumb (laughs) love nickelback or at least acknowledge that they're not bad
1: right i think this is the easiest point point for us to tie our hat to
0: yeah i think so it's the only science we have so we're gonna stick by it um but on that note, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't have anything else to talk about unless you have anything really quick to say. Nope.
1: I hope you had a safe Halloween. Uh, don't listen yeah. to us while do- you're trick-or-treating.
0: Or do. Yeah. Do you and yours have Halloween plans? Um,
1: A um, um, month and five days away, let me go ahead and say yes. Which,
0: sure. Cool. Do you have Halloween cool. plans? Not even a little bit. And I'm excited about it. I'm going to stay inside yeah. away from the chaos. I do have some Halloween parties that I am going to. There you go. But those are not on Halloween. Right. One of them is on the fucking 14th, which is great. October fest, Wonderful baby. time for a Halloween. Yeah, the middle of October. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't want to do nothing on Halloween. I want to stay inside. I'm not giving no candy, no stinking kids. They wouldn't come anyway because we have an apartment complex in the very back of an apartment complex. Sure. It wouldn't come anyway, but I'm not doing it, and um, I'm going to stay inside and not do anything. Well, maybe play some video games. Maybe play. A, maybe play Alan Wake Two because it's, it's going to be a spooky day to play it. Nice. So well, and I might give some. I might give it some like breath after its release date before I boot it up so I can play it on Halloween. Sure. We'll see.
1: Our kids are now old enough where they don't wanna you know, they don't want to do the trick-or-treat thing. So I'm sure that our plans dude, are nil.
0: Dude, you need to tell them. Cause they're they both they're both Gabe is actually young enough and, and, and Aurora looks young enough to continue doing the trick-or-treat thing. They need to fucking milk that as long as they possibly
1: can. Oh I, well, I I mean the problem is Gabe is starting to grow like a trailer stash.
0: Yeah, but he's still well fucking tell him to shave it off because no <laughs> fucking child ever looked good with a fucking trailer no he'll grow and he'll grow a better one later yeah just tell him to shave it off because it's not a good look it's never been a good look for anybody
1: and he's got the seven chin hairs none equally as long as the next
0: i don't understand why it's a universal thing for every person every boy his age to think that's a good idea i don't know i really don't understand why because it's not just him it's every boy it's all of them
1: yeah the second that it starts coming through you got to keep it
0: Yeah, because you're a man. But then, no, you find out later that, oh, it does grow back. Yeah. And it's probably better to just wait until you can actually grow one. Right. But you learn that lesson way too late.
1: Usually, yes.
0: Usually, yeah. So, because he's going to have photos. He's going to be in fucking school pictures with that shit. I was
1: really hoping that they would have put it in the caricature. I fucking really hope Uh, they would have.
0: You should have, like, slipped him a five and been like, hey, can you,
1: like, make this a thing? Can you get his chin pubes, please?
0: Yeah, you know, can you get the hairs on his chinny chin? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they need a milk fucking trick-or-treat as long as possible. I know. I wish that I would. I stopped, the day that I stopped doing trick-or-treat, like if you – because that's the thing. If you're a child and you decide to skip one year of trick-or-treating, your parents or your parental guardians are going to take that and never let you do it again No. Because it is it is such a phenomenally pain-in-the-ass thing to take your kids to do every year. Being a parent or a guardian on trick-or-treat – and I've I, I've done it with like with like – younger cousins and stuff like that before. It's a fucking pain in the ass. So the moment, the moment you're like your children, let that slip, like children, let that slip away is the moment the parents are just like fucking finally. And they just, dip, yeah. they just dip and never do it again.
1: You kind of all lose something so sweet. And your process. kids need to,
0: and your kids need to milk that shit as long as possible. Sam. What? Okay. You dropped. I lost you for a second. You, no, you dropped. I didn't drop shit. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go because Adam keeps on cutting in and out. Yeah. For the sake of everything. I already know I'm gonna have to do some. I'm gonna have to do some work to slide some things into place because it's gonna be gross rough in some places. Um, but because of that, we're gonna cut this off. It's it's already been longer than I anticipated or wanted it to be because it's this fucking song. But yeah, we're done. Thank you for joining us. Happy Halloween. Happy I hope Halloween. You have a Safe and wonderful Halloween. Well, this is coming out the day of Halloween, so I hope I hope. And if you're listening to this when it comes out, when it drops, or like in the morning hours have a safe halloween yes come home safe get some candy if you're if you're able to and uh just enjoy go to the and go to the store tomorrow and buy candy yeah go to, yeah that's the real the real holiday is november 1st when you go and buy candy at the yeah. grocery store which i'm definitely going to do that's also my wife's birthday so nice happy yeah. birthday chels um yeah um but until next time yeah next time Oof. it's fucking overview time baby yep. season Fucking for Cometh. Oh, and we're man. gonna we're gonna do the overview for uh, overview for Too Weird to Live, Too Red to Die, Panic of the Disco's fourth studio album. So I hope you're looking forward to that, um, and I hope you have a safe Halloween. Like I said, Happy Halloween, love you, bye.